Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. And good morning, everybody. We're ready to go. Are you ready to go? Hope so. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. You can watch us. On MileHighSports.com, you can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for a wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. So you and I are always up pretty early anyway yeah. to come in and do the show. I was up extra early this morning for absolutely no reason whatsoever. I was up at 2.45 this morning. What? Could not fall back to sleep. Got out of bed about 4.15, flipped on MSNBC, and lo and behold, for as bad as the Rockies are, they were all over national television this morning. Because of? Albert Pujols hitting oh, a grand slam. Right. <laughs> it was like wall to wall. It was like wall to wall. They had on uh, Claire McCaskill, the former senator from Missouri. Sure. She's a big Cardinals fan. So they're talking to her about the Cardinals, how they're making a run. And it was like on a tape loop. Pujols' home run over and over and over again. So the Rockies are making news, but once again, for the wrong reasons. Well, yeah, and you had Antonio Sensatella go down with what appears to be a knee injury. They didn't show that. No, I was surprised. I don't, imagine. I don't imagine. I was surprised that they did not get into the potential injury I, 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 to their number three starter, absolutely. wherever he's at in the rotation. Uh, and uh, Charlie Blackman with a hamstring. So, uh, I but, forgot to mention that, too. Yeah, yeah Pujols' home run, 690. And uh, it was a pinch hit home run. Well, yeah. it was a grand slam. First pitch pinch hit home yeah, run. Yeah, ab- against against Austin Gomber, who can't get out of the way of his former team. Uh, Nolan Arenado just lit him up uh, last week in, in a game. That so, could be a tape loop. Oh, my God. You could say that every uh, single time well, the two could. of them face each other. Uh, you're absolutely right. By the way, he's number five all time on the home run list. Just six behind A-Rod now. Right. Does he catch A-Rod? And does he make 700? I think he will. I think he catches A-Rod. Not sure he gets to 700. By the way, he is tied with Dave Kingman for the most Grand Slam home runs of all time. I'll be darned. You know how I know that? Mm-hmm. I was watching MSNBC this morning at 4.15 You need a morning. good book, my friend. I read all the time. Actually, I don't read books. I color them. Well, uh, or connect the dots. Time now for the lead. <laughs> The lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Well, it's official, not that we didn't know it already. Broncos offensive coordinator Justin Outen says Russell Wilson will not play in the preseason. Really no surprise to us or anybody else who covers the team. But would it make sense for him to play a couple of series with the starters, considering new coaching staff, new system, new teammates? In the traditional world that we live in, it would make sense. In our understanding of the world that we have lived in to this point, it makes sense. We are seeing the way that business is done in the NFL change in front of our very eyes, for better or for worse. We don't know whether it's going to work here in Denver with Nathaniel Hackett. We know that Sean McVay has made it work in Los Angeles. We know that they're making it work in Green Bay Can it work here in Denver? It remains to be seen. It goes against what the commonality of thought is. Well, you got to play guys. You got to get them. You got to get the rust off. You got to get, they need to play with some rhythm and things like this. Yes. I go kicking and screaming into this new world thinking it makes sense to go play a guy 
a quarter or a half or whatever it is. But you know what? That's not the way Nathaniel Hackett thinks, and we're not going to see it. So we need to get over it. I'll give you the biggest reason why Wilson should not play. Because if you're going to play him, you need to play everybody. It's kind of like you don't drive a car without car insurance, right? Mm -hmm. And the offensive line is the car insurance. You're not going to put them out there behind the same line that Josh Johnson is going to play behind. So you're not just going to play one guy. You pretty much have to play all of them. And if you look back at last year, and I understand it was only one year, mm -hmm. I get it. Matthew Stafford was a new quarterback with the Rams. He did not play at all in the preseason. Right. I am not suggesting one bit that the Broncos are going to win a Super Bowl. Although, if you do believe in fate, if you do believe in history, <clears throat> Tom Brady, first year on the job in Tampa, Bingo. won a Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford, first year on the job with the Rams, won a Super Bowl. If things come in threes. Yeah, you're right. Plan the parade, baby. <laughs> okay. Nathaniel Hackett also says he thinks it'll be the best evaluation for the Broncos backups to go against the Bills starters yep. on Saturday. By the way, an 11 o'clock in the morning start locally here. So we want to see who can come out and play against the best in the league. Um, how are you going to feel about this team overall if the Broncos backups go out there and go toe-to-toe -to -toe no. with the Bills starters, a team that is expected to not just go to a Super Bowl, but they are the odds-on favorites to win the Super Bowl. That would be the next leap from what we had last week with the Cowboys, who I think that we all identify as a postseason team that the Broncos really had their way with, not just on Saturday in the exhibition, but I think more importantly for us, because you had up to 40, 45 reps uh, in, the, uh, in, the, in the shared practice, for the ones, uh, they dominated that as well. This would be another leap forward. You know what it would be as well? And we talked about it a little bit yesterday on the show. Hackett criticized by a lot of people with the way he conducted training camp. Then we saw the scrimmage against Dallas. Hmm, maybe it wasn't such a bad idea. I was right. conducting training camp. Then they come out and thoroughly dominate the Cowboys. And we have talked about in George We Trust. I bought into George a long time mm -hmm. ago. If they go out with their backups and go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Bills, if they don't, no surprise. If So it's a win-win for the Broncos' backups, honestly. But if they do go toe-to-toe, -to -toe, there's another argument for in Nathaniel we trust. Yeah, I think you're probably right. It's not a likely scenario. Right. I think that you and I agree with that. There's a reason that they go from one-and-a-half-point favorite to a six-point underdog with the flip of a switch. By the way, Danny, you're a degenerative gambler. Did you bet on the Bills game when the line first came out and the Broncos were favored by a point and a half? I don't bet preseason. You should have. Because now, with the script flipping completely, that would have potentially been the easiest bet of the year. Could have been. And watch the Broncos wind up winning this game. Well, I'm not counting on it. I think that they, they probably are overmatched, but I don't think it makes any difference because I think this is all about evaluation. No. We, we always think in terms of, and I'm not saying that you are, but we generally think in terms of, I did am. you win the game? I am. Did you lose the game? Definitely am. Okay. I, I'm thinking in terms of, 
how are they evaluating guys to build depth, okay. which is a key component for the Broncos moving forward. So let's talk about maybe a guy or two who plays up against the first team, Josh Allen, Diggs. Wouldn't surprise me if Von Miller wants to play. I think if there's anybody on either roster that wants to play more in tomorrow's game, it would be Von Miller. The Broncos have never faced Von Miller. With that, we know what happened many, many years ago when Terrell Davis played in Tokyo, had his one shining moment on special teams, blew a guy up, and he got noticed. Mike Shanahan knew who Terrell Davis was. He wasn't totally sure who his starting running back was going to be even before that preseason game. Eventually, Terrell Davis became the starter day one. But Terrell Davis had a... Had a uh, Seminal moment. Or the the in the movie uh, The Natural, he had that type of yeah. moment, right? Like, whoa, yeah. right? Do you think somebody in this game, give me a guy in this game who could have a Terrell Davis moment where the coaching staff says, you know what, maybe this guy should be in the starting lineup. Don't know about a moment, but... And no, it, a player, not a moment, a player. Yeah, a player creating a moment. Correct. Um, like a guy has two picks. Like a wide receiver well, catches all right. seven passes all for 175 right, right. yards. I, I will give you your Caden Stern. Hey! Who, by the way, was fantastic in practice yesterday. So is P.J. Locke. Yeah, very, very good. Right. Took one to the house. Yep. By the way, the, <laughs> I have not, I'm trying to think of the last time that I've seen a two-minute drill, not a two-minute drill, a red zone drill, where the offense doesn't sniff the end zone, doesn't sniff the end zone. Right. Now, this isn't always put the ball down at the 20. They do situations. The ball is at the 20, then the ball is at the 15. They move it to the 10, and then the, finally they do it from the five-yard line. I, I don't think the offense sniffed the end zone one time against that defense. They were shut out in that, in that red zone drill yesterday. When we eventually look back on this season, and let's say for the sake of argument, the Broncos have a top-five defense and they make a run in the playoffs. There is one moment I can think of off the top of my head where I will say that's the moment I knew this defense would be this defense. And that is? All the pushing and shoving and the fighting they mm -hmm. had against the Cowboys right. in that scrimmage where they said, you know what, Dak Prescott, um, CeeDee Lamb, Ezekiel Elliott, sit down, shut up, go in the corner. We are the bosses out here, not you. And you know where that comes from? Guys like... Kareem Jackson. I, I, I'm just going to say. There, there's a lot. There's, there's a lot, there's a lot, of, lot guys. of it. There's a lot of swag lot on of that guys. guy. But it comes organically from players like him. Yes. I, yesterday was a great example of where this defense is collectively with their mentality and and just their, their chest thumping. It was invigorating and inspiring to watch. I don't use those terms lightly. It was that good watching practice yesterday. We're getting way off track. Sorry to get in the weeds. It's low-hanging fruit, but Baron Browning is my guy. Baron Browning is on an arc right now. But he won't start even if he has 10 sacks. It's going to be Chubb and Gregory. He won't start. Well, unless unless Chubb or Gregory don't get to the church on time with their health. Well, well, we shouldn't have to worry about Chubb. He's been fine. It's Gregory right. who you're referring to. Of course. And, and I would agree. Browning will be if, if Browning doesn't do anything, 
in in the game tomorrow. Yeah, I agree. He will still be filling in for if one guy can't play. I'm saying a guy. I'm saying if a Caden Stearns or a lock have a game, they might look All at right, Kareem Jackson's position. I'll give, you a, I'll give position. you a guy. Brandon Johnson is becoming that kind of guy. On he's uh, he's running with the ones. Yeah, he's uh, getting a lot of reps. He's being looked at by Russell Wilson, who now goes his direction. A but little he'd bit be the th- more. and he'd be the third option. He he would be. I'm not. He would talking, be the Tim Patrick. Yeah, we're not. Ta- we're not talking about the right. one or two option. I'm right. not talking about that. But I'm talking about a guy not like a Terrell Davis. Just open the door. Here I am, and by God, you're going to pay attention to me. But a guy that can be all of a sudden someone that we really weren't thinking of all of a sudden now being a guy on this football team that they count on. You know what? We're missing a guy, right. and I just thought of him, who is number one on the list and there isn't a close second. Okay. Yep. For as much as I love me some Caden Stearns, P.J. Locke's terrific. I like your choice as well. I'm guessing he's going to play. If Joe Schobert goes out there and balls, I'm sorry, Jonas, injury or no injury, Schobert might be the guy lining up next to Joe. Well, Schobert. I mean, I, there's no reason to believe that he won't. No, I'm saying he goes out and balls. And just gets after it. If he balls out, you know, forces a fumble, deflects a pass, you know, sacks, uh, sacks Josh Allen. If he balls out, I think Evero and George Payton and Hackett will need to look at it and say, this guy is a veteran. He's a proven veteran. This guy did it against their starters. Man, we might need to have this guy in our starting lineup. Because Jonas Griffith, he has the position, I don't want to say by default. They like him a lot. He's got a lot of speed. And honestly, the reason to put Griffith out there over Schobert is because of speed. Because he's a guy who can cover tight ends. But let's say Dawson Knox plays the tight end for the Bills. And Schobert covers him. Hmm. Hmm. Dawson Knox, by the way... uh Mourning the passing of his brother. Yes, which that. is incredibly, incredibly sad. Obviously, but uh, uh, so I don't know if we'll see him or not. But there's a lot of reasons to pay attention tomorrow. A yep. lot of reasons to pay attention. Not one of them is because a number one or a frontline guy is playing for the Denver Broncos. Coming up after the break, here's something to pay attention to up in Boulder. What conference are the Buffs going to be in after yesterday's? And again, it seems like we keep saying this every three or four months. Earth-shattering, blockbuster news out of college sports. And this could, this news could literally destroy a conference. We'll talk about it next. Just seated in Mount Zion. It rules all creation. Yeah, we're, we're charming. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, milehighsports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Siltahar Mazda. They have a car you're going to want. 
for the rest of this summer and early into the fall. It's the Mazda Miata MX-5. It's a hardtop convertible. This thing is a beauty. It's a sporty ride. Everyone is familiar with a Miata or has driven in a Miata. These are great cars. you got to take one for a test drive at Siltahar Mazda. And oh, by the way, they're about to make your experience a whole lot better. They have just broken ground in a new sales building, which has all the luxuries that you've come to expect from Siltahar Mazda. It's going to be ready to go next spring. Go for a test drive today at Siltahar Mazda up in Broomfield. Check out that Miata MX-5 or check them out at sthmazda.com. Are you into sports trivia at all? Yeah. And I don't mean into it, but yeah. you like cool stuff. Yeah. yeah. To, to me, the greatest sports trivia question is that Wayne Gretzky has more assists than Yammer Yager, who is second in points, has points. Correct. To me, that is so incredible. Staggering. It really is. But yesterday, I learned something that actually tops that. Okay. And to me... This is the greatest sports trivia question of all time. And yes, this is loaded and dripping with hyperbole as I say this. That's fine. Did you see the movie Rudy? I unfortunately did see that movie. Okay. I liked it. Apparently you didn't. I know, I, I know it is loosely, loosely, loosely based on Rudy Rudiger at Notre Dame. Right. <clears throat> A lot of it was Hollywood made. <clears throat> the, the crux of the story is true. However, they took a lot of liberties. Do you remember the scene where a lot of the varsity players walked into Dan Devine's office, laid their jersey on his desk, and said, Coach, Rudy can have my spot, right? Uh, yeah. Then he finally gets into the game, and he sacks the Georgia Tech quarterback. Right. Then he gets carried off on the field. Mm-hmm. A little history on this. The varsity players that laid their jerseys on Dan Devine's desk None of them were replaced. None of them gave up their spot. But Rudy Rudiger did take the spot of a player who was on that team because the guy broke his thumb the previous week. Yes. Against Navy. Right. Rudy Rudiger took the spot of Joe Montana. That's a truth. On the Notre Dame Isn't roster. That, that's incredible. Blew me away when I heard that. It To me, I was like, wow. Yeah, I mean, that should have been the part of the story that was told. They shouldn't have gone crazy Hollywood style, guys right. laying down jerseys. And by the way, how bad of a look does Dan Devine get in that movie? They made him look awful. They make him look awful. And he is the nicest totally man. Totally good dude. Right. Absolutely. They they, they uh, uh, Get him uh, wrong. A miscarriage of justice, mm. making him look as bad as he was because he wasn't that guy. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. The Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. Big Ten yesterday made big news, no real surprise. However, the numbers are staggering. They landed a media deal with Fox, NBC, and CBS for over $7 billion. $7 billion with a B. But, o- over the next seven years, one million dollars. Uh, uh, Doctor Evil, a million dollars isn't a lot these days. Okay. One million dollars. Okay, well one done. billion dollars. Red hot magma. Anyway, so there's an escalator clause in the contract right. 
right. that that number could approach nearly $10 billion if the Big Ten adds more schools. Brett McMurphy, longtime college football reporter from the Action Network, is reporting that even after adding USC and UCLA, Big Ten not done expanding. They're going to target Notre Dame, Oregon, Washington, Stanford, and Cal. Regardless or not, whether Notre Dame joins the Big Ten or remains independent, the league still wants to add more Pac-12 schools to help reduce the potential travel concerns for USC and UCLA. If those four schools join the Big Ten, is the Pac-12 done and Colorado automatically in the Big 12? Big 12 is teetering anyway, even with Washington and Oregon still in it because they're not going to be in it for long. At some point, Washington and Oregon will go. There is no way, in my estimation, that the Pac-12 can possibly cobble something together. With six schools. Right. If, if those, if those I, four there, leave. What, there's no chance, in, right. in my estimation. And I think the Big 12 is in much better position yeah. than the Pac-12 is right now. Neither one of them are in great position as it relates to what the Big 10 just pulled off yesterday. But that's, that's a different world. There are going to be two places that do that, the Big Ten, the SAC. Everyone else is on their own. Get it figured out. Clemson is going to be poached by the SEC. Yep. That's going to happen. It could be Miami. It could be Florida State. could be North Carolina. There will be a grouping of teams out of the ACC that go the way of the SEC. The dust will finally settle once the both of them expand uh, to 16 or to 20. 20 might be a more likable or more... A uh, reasonable number. We'll have. We'll wait and see. But it leaves everybody else pulling for scraps. So, so let's look at the Big Ten. They currently have fourteen teams. Mm-hmm. To me, when it comes to academics, it's the smartest conference out there. Yet they're the only ones who clearly can't add. The Big Ten has fourteen teams. Mm-hmm. They're about to have sixteen teams at USC and UCLA. Right. If they add Stanford, Cal, Washington, and Oregon. Oregon if my math is correct, that will be 20. 20. Now let's now let's reverse engineer some math. Pac-12, if they they are currently at 10 because they they're going to lose USC and UCLA. If they wound up losing four more schools, the Pac-12 is cut in half to the Pac-6. The Big 12 is currently at I think it is Oh God! I had well. There are fourteen right now, and they're about to add four more it, potentially. Well, no, they're fourteen with the with BYU, with, Cincinnati, Houston, UCF, still Texas and Oklahoma. Texas and Oklahoma leave probably in two thousand twenty-five, right? Because the penalties are so overwhelming. Even Texas and Oklahoma don't want to pay them. So with that, when Texas and Oklahoma leave, and the four new schools mm-hmm. come in, now you're twelve again. Now you're twelve, and then you add six. From the Pac-12, now you're sitting at 18. The Big Ten will have 20. The SEC will eventually have 20 if they want to. You can make the case there are two slots open to make it to 20. Do you think Colorado State gets one of those slots, especially if Jay Norvell turns this thing around up in Fort Collins? It's a big question. As to, I think Jay Norvell will turn it around. No question. There's no doubt in my mind that Jay Norvell uh, will get this done. Guys, gets it, and he's done it, and he'll do it again. 
And I think that Colorado State's a good place to do it. It, I'm not, I'm not going to say it's a sleeping giant because that's overstating it, but that can be a very attractive football program. Nice state, beautiful stadium, great campus, great location, all of those things. Yeah, I think that I think that Colorado it would behoove. Look, if everybody in college sports right now isn't looking for the best deal for their athletic program, right. then shame on them because that's what we're that's the world we're living in right now. Period. Well, when you look at Colorado State, the argument could be, well, Colorado already has the Denver market. Why are you adding another team to the Denver market, mm-hmm. right? You can make the case Colorado State or Air Force. Air Force, for lack of a better phrase, is a national program because it's Air Force. It doesn't mean it's followed nationally, but people know the name Air Force more than they do Colorado State. But I think it would be something if both of those schools are added, mm. which would be great for Colorado State. No question. I think that Colorado fans would throw up in their mouth if Colorado State was in the same conference as Colorado, because now little brother is standing just as tall. Everybody's got to get over preconceived notions, and and the uh... the funny thing is the basketball and football teams. The basketball team right now, and I love me some Tad Boyle. The Colorado State basketball team is better than the Colorado basketball team, and soon enough, and it's not going to be long. Colorado State's football team will be better than CU. Yeah, and you and and like I said, you know. Sorry, Danny, you're a CU grad, my bad. You got to get over You're allowed to think that. <laughs> you, you, you really believe with Jay Nor? Who would you rather have as your coach right now, Jay Norvell or... Carl Durrell. Carl, Carl Durrell. Carl Durrell. Really? That's who I have. That's I'm sticking with They're him. Good. Yeah, you've got him. You know, it's funny. I had a conversation with somebody up at CU, and we were talking about Carl Durrell if he doesn't have a good season. And he said, well, I said, you guys should have gone after Jay Norvell. He said, we have a guy on our staff right now who will walk right in and be the head coach. I said, the guy's amazing. And I can't even remember the guy's name. I said, okay, who would you rather have, Carl Durrell or this guy's your head coach? He goes, you know I'm not going to answer that. And I said, by the way you just answered that, you, answered you, that. you just answered that. Gotcha. Look, the, the face of college sports is changing right in front of us. It is seismic. We have never witnessed movement like this before, even in the first really big uh, knockup of, of, of college sports. Yeah, but you know what, Bruce? Kind of like a hurricane, everybody knew they needed to board up their windows. Mm-hmm. We knew this was coming. Yeah. Everybody knew this was coming, including Mike Bone at USC. That's why he got out, including the people at Texas and Oklahoma. That's why they got out. They were the first ones to board up their windows. That's why they're moving on. Now everyone is left holding the bag with exposed windows, and here comes Hurricane Big Ten SEC. Yeah. Well, and my final comment on fans, if if you are the type that throws up in your mouth because a rival little brother down the street uh, may be eating some of the same pie that you are, get over it. Just you got to get over it. I think you used the wrong term, and I'll tell you why. Danny, do you consider Colorado State to be a rival? Yes. You really do? Yes. Really? Yeah, it's the in-state rivalry. You don't even play each other. Yeah, and that's a travesty because they're rivals. They should play every year. Okay, every sport. Okay, so let me ask you something. Uh, Let's go to the state of Washington. Mm -hmm. 
when Washington was going good, well, who was their rival? Washington State. Now, same conference. Right. I, I understand that. Oregon, too. Um, when Colorado was going well in the 90s, was Colorado State their rival? No, it was Nebraska. No, you don't switch rivals. That stays. Rivalries stay. Michigan, Michigan doesn't say, well, Ohio State isn't our rival for a decade or two. Either they're your rival or they're not. You only get one. It's like a wife, unless, you know, you're a polygamist. You only get one wife. That's it. You only get one rival. That's it. The Red Sox and the Yankees, they don't they don't pick and choose rivals every single year. Packers, Bears, you don't pick and choose. That's who your rival is. So who was your rival in the 1980s and 90s and a decade after that? I think we'll just have to agree to disagree because I don't agree with the premise that you can only have one rival. Yes, you, you Zach can. brought up a very good point that Miami has rivalries with Florida, Florida State, Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. So I think that you could have more than one rival. Who's Notre Dame? And it changes rival? over time. Notre, Notre Dame's rival is USC. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Notre Dame's rival is USC, and it has been historically. Okay. I'm sorry. You only get one. You got to pick one. In the 1990s, who was your rival? Nebraska. Okay, then it's not Colorado State. Coming up after the break, Rocky Mountain Forest Products <laughs> Gambling Challenger, Ty Calcade and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. You mentioned earlier in the show, Bruce, the line has shifted dramatically with this game. We'll let you know what the spread is at this moment and which team are you betting on. That's next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, mylifesports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is brought to you by Pinnacle Builders, the best in home remodeling. Go to PinnacleDen.com. Okay, every Friday on the show, we do the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Gambling Challenge with Ty Calcade and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. Guys, here is your gambling challenge. Broncos, six-point underdogs to the Bills tomorrow. Bruce, who do you like? Uh, I like Buffalo. Why? I, I think... Um, what if Josh Allen doesn't play? He's going to play. No, what if he didn't play? I know why you're taking them. I get it. Okay. But what if what, what if the starters weren't playing? Oh. Well, then, if the starters weren't playing... Yeah. And it was still one and a half? Yeah. I think I'd have taken the Broncos. I think I would have, too. Now let's Now, let's jump back into reality. Okay. Whoops, there goes gravity. Back to reality. Right. With that, I think the Bills jump out to a 10 nothing lead. Probably or they, they score something 10. Something like that. Right. 10 pretty yeah. handily. And, the, you know, that's a, that that's a, uh, I'm not saying it's not overcomable, if that's a, a, actually a word. Is that a word? Like physicality, overcomable? Did I just make up a word? I think you can make it into a word. Well, I just did. Hopefully Webster will pick it up because they usually pick up like, Six to twelve new words every year. I'm gonna I'm gonna write them in. Email. Nice. Yeah. 
Um, I would take, I would give the points and you know what? No, I'm not going to, I'm not going to give the, you know what? I will take the Broncos and the points. Okay. Because I think the starters will jump out and then the Broncos. No, you know what? I'm changing my mind again. Oh my God. And here's the reason why. And you're not going to believe why I'm changing my mind. Case Keenum. Because he will play a lot. He's a seasoned pro and he will find a way to score points. Are you making this up as you go? This is, unlike you TV boy, I don't have a teleprompter. (laughs) Well, guess what? I write the stuff that is on the teleprompter. Okay. It's not someone else's thoughts. Okay. So, anyway. so I I think you and I are in agreement. Uh, I I don't even know what you stand for at this particular point. I really don't stand I for mean, much in life, well. I mean, especially I know, but, on a Friday. But I mean, you went back and forth a couple right. of times there. I I still need to know what edge of the fence you're on. We are we are picking against the Broncos. Okay. Okay, yes. guys, what do you think? I want to get back to this whole rivalry thing. Okay, Zach Seegers, terrific writer, covers the Broncos for MileHighSports.com. Zach, you said you came up with some some great information as you dug deep during the commercial break. What do you got? Yeah, I was uh, looking into it, and mm-hmm. uh, the argument I made with you is, well, when we quote Michigan or Jim Harbaugh's rival yeah. re-record, right. we quote his record against Ohio State yep. and Michigan State. Right. And I have a quote right here I could even read for you. Please do. That means Harbaugh's struggles against Michigan's two biggest rivals, Michigan State and Ohio State, continues to be comically bad. Are you going to say on air that Michigan State isn't a rival? Of I'm, I'm saying they're not in the same league as Ohio State. I'll put it to you this way. In leagues, fair, uh, but you were uh, saying you could only have one uh, rival. Ask, right? ask, ask leagues of rivals, only one. He changes the verbiage no, no, no. to make his argument more. Ask, uh, ask the players on Michigan. Ask the players on Michigan. If there's only one game you can win the entire season, what would it be? One game. It's it's Ohio State. It there is. we go. That's right. the How's biggest that? rival. That doesn't mean you can't have multiple are, here, games but, you want to win against But there are layers of rivalry. rivalries. Here, I'll put it to you this way. I'm with way. you. Oh, Thank you, Bruce. No, you're, you're, you're right. right. A rivalry is only a rivalry when it's mutually agreed upon. So Michigan fans don't care about that game. Not like they do Ohio State. Well, not like they do Ohio State, but, but they still but care. That's not, yeah, but Zach's saying, he's saying, you can have multiple rivalries. It's not no. like Ohio State. No, no. Okay, if you're saying that you can only you're have wrong. one rivalry. No, you're wrong. I'll really? You. I'll fight you. Okay, all right. So who is Alabama's rival? Auburn. Right, unquestioned. Are you saying that Georgia's not a rival? If Alabama could win only one game. That's not the question. That's not, that's the, not question. the question. Is Alabama and Are Alabama and Georgia rivals? No. Okay. Not 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 we, under the context. Now we can of, agree to disagree. Okay. Here's the here's the thing. There Notre has, Dame and Miami hate each other. There has to be a mutual disdain on players from both sides. That yeah. is a rival. Mutual hardcore disdain. That is a rivalry. And I'll give you a good example. People around here will say, "Who who's the who's the Broncos' biggest rival?" The Raiders. But right now it's wrong. the Chiefs. You know why? Because everybody hates the Raiders. The Chiefs. I covered the Chiefs. You covered the yeah, Chiefs. It's the Raiders. Wait, who's the Chiefs' biggest rival? Raiders. Who's the Broncos' biggest rival? The Raiders. Who's the Chargers' biggest rival? Yeah, the Raiders. I, I, who's the Raiders' biggest rival to them? And that's what a rivalry is. Who do they have the most disdain for? You don't get to pick who your rival is. It's mutual. It is mutual. mutual. And to your point, Thank FSU. You. But it's also multiple. The, no. It it, it no, doesn't have no. to be mutual. It, can, it, it has mutual. to be mutual. But it, but a it mutual can be multiple. Disdain. 
No. Yes. Florida Florida State is the team Miami fans would most want to beat every year. However, to your point about mutual disdain, Notre Dame fans and Miami fans absolutely despise totally each other. despise well, each other. No, because there's a history there. Oh, Catholics, like a rivalry. That's kind of what no, no, rivalries no, no, are. No, no. History. Catholics versus convicts, but that happened during one season. And I can promise you, Notre Dame's biggest rival is USC because it has a much longer history. Much, much longer history. Again, it has to be mutual. Both sides have to despise each other, in which they would rather jam a pencil in their eye than lose to that particular team on their schedule. But rivalries and no, are... by the way, by the way, if it's going to be a rivalry, does Miami play Notre Dame every year? No, but oh, no, no, Colorado no. doesn't play Nebraska every year. Good. Well, they don't anymore because they're in different conferences. That's why. Yeah. Right, that's why. It can does, still be a rivalry. Does Notre Dame play USC every year? Yes. Yes, they also does, play Stanford every does year. Does Michigan play Ohio State every year? Yes. And they why, also play Michigan State every year. And why is it the last game of the season? Because it's the most meaningful. Period. Because it's the biggest rivalry, not the only rivalry. It can be multiple. Bruce is right. No, yeah, I just I disagree. There has to be multiple. Listen, you, you don't have kids. Danny, you don't have kids. How many <laughs> kids do you have? Four. Trust me, you have a favorite. You love all your kids equally, but you have a favorite. Don't admit it on air. But they're all your kids. Actually, That's fine. I, I, would but you have I, don't, I would say you that I don't have, have my favorite. I really don't have a favorite. Yeah, well, yes, you do. You told me off air that you did, and I'm not going to mention her name. Oh my what god! What do we have coming up on ridiculous. Mountain High? What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance? Just in case you missed it, <laughs> you guys mentioned the Rockies being blown out last night. It wasn't the only big disparity on the scoreboard in baseball. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about a cool story coming out of the PGA. That's up next right here on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. So we are wrapping up our first week on the show, and I just learned something new about Bruce Hurdle. You are a two-finger typer. Oh, yeah, I can't say uh... And I can do it quickly. Can you? Generally. Okay. How, yes. how many words can you type in oh, a minute? I don't know, because I don't do and anal things hold like on, that. hold on, hold I on. Mean, you do, I don't. And go. No. Go. Go. I got the stopwatch. You're wasting time, Hurdle. I have nothing to type, nor do I have anything to prove Why don't you, you type how much you're hating this discussion? Go ahead. And go. Well, go. go. Okay. Uh, with that, we were talking about rivalries. I can tell yes. you what would be the greatest argument in sports history. A Chiefs fan and a Broncos fan arguing that the Raiders are their biggest rival. All right. Time now for the final word. Yeah. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, the Rockies weren't the only team to lose big last night uh, or yesterday during the day. They lost 13 to nothing 
The White Sox lost 21-5. to So at least they got some runs on the board, but the Astros hung up three touchdowns on them in their home building. Uh, would you rather lose 13-0, to zero, get shut out like the Rockies, or lose 21-5, to five, at least get some runs on the board like the White Sox against the Astros? Yeah, a 13-0, when, you, when you're shut out, there's double indemnity because not only do you right. lose by being boat raced, but you were shut out as well. Give me 21 to 5. Neither one of them sounds like a very good way to spend an afternoon. It's a bigger margin at 21 to 5, but you mentioned touchdowns. 13 nothing is two touchdowns and a missed vector point. That's all it is. Just in case you missed it, after sleeping in a van overnight, longshoreman Tim Bogue shot a 64 and qualified for the Dick's Sporting Goods Open. So, uh, since it's early in the morning and I'm still thinking about sleep, uh, where is the worst place to try to get a good night's sleep? His new nickname, by the way, is Tin Cup, because that is a Tin Cup type of move. The worst place to sleep? The airport. No question. And I have never slept at the airport, but I've seen people try and shoehorn their way into, like, a couple of different Find a floor. You're better there are off lots just of floors bed- at the airport. Find lots a of- find a find a place. Yeah. That's the only place you can stretch out. Right. Trying to sleep, and this is from two guys that have obviously been in a lot of airports. But I've never slept can, in an airport. You can't find you can't find a way to do it. It is impossible in chairs unless you pay for the right to have a recliner, those massage things, whatever. Because I am married and I have a lot of respect for my wife Mandy. If I was single, I would have given a different answer with a specific gender. Well, wow. all right then. Um, yeah, the floor has got to be the move in the airport. No because question. If you're thinking about, well, the floor is dirty. The chairs that you're trying to sleep in are probably just as dirty. So, well, there's carpeting. You might as well get a. You might as well get a flat surface that you can stretch out on. Well, there's carpeting at the airport. It's not like it's you know linoleum floors. Right. Well, depending on where you sleep, but you would imagine that most people would try to sleep on that carpeted area, not. And you can find tile. nooks and crannies in an airport as well, so you have a little quiet. A little privacy, whatever. How about under a bridge? That would suck. Yeah, that would make you troll. <laughs> Just in case you missed it, last night's preseason game between the Bears and Seahawks ended 27-11 to in favor of Chicago. Drew Locke was out with COVID, so we didn't get to see the matchup of Trevor Simeon versus Drew Locke that we were all hoping for. Uh, who will start the most games and who will start the fewest this season between Justin Fields, Drew Locke, and Geno Smith? Justin Fields is going to be an everyday guy. Yeah, until, until, yeah. until he gets knocked out for right. the season because Could the be. Bears' offensive line can't block. Yeah, but he's he's my odds-on favorite at this point. Here's the interesting thing, getting back to the Seahawks because the Broncos opened the season against them. Geno Smith was far, far, far from impressive in yesterday's game. He also got hurt in yesterday's game. And for Drew Locke, apparently, his symptoms are really, really bad which is all of that adding it up is really, really good for the Broncos as they get ready to play Seattle. You'll be there on the 12th. Looking forward to it, in fact. Man, when the music stops, it's like a needle like flying off the record. Does that mean we're done? I should talk about Mountain High Appliance? Yeah, why not? By the way, good having you back on the show. You want to switch to mornings? Good to be here. Um, We'll talk about it. (laughs) Really? Okay. I love Alex, and, and I love the spirit from Zach Seegers. I mean, he brings it. Actually, 
uh, Nolan may have been surpassed by the amount of enthusiasm you showed. Although when it comes to the Cardinals, he's all over that. Well, no one can touch Andrew's passion for the Cardinals. No, right. He's probably sleeping right now in his Cardinals jammies with the feeties on right now. There's nothing as, wrong with that. As, Those are pretty good unis. Why do you, do you wear pajamas with feeties? I don't wear pajamas. I don't Period. either. Let's stop. And, and, and we're done. Okay, that was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you could walk in any store, try out the appliances before you buy them. And by the way, I was just in Mountain High Appliance at their clearance center. It's right off of I-25. They have a huge building there where they had their clearance center. They just bought the rest of the building, and there's going to be a huge showroom. And I walked in there, and I'm like, wow, this place is enormous. All kinds of appliances at, at terrific prices. Go to Mountain High Appliance. You can find them in Louisville. You can find them in Littleton. And check out their brand-new showroom that I believe debuts this weekend or early next week. It is one huge space with lots of great stuff. Coming up after the break, Dan Orlovsky from ESPN had some very interesting comments about the Broncos. He was asked, who do you think is going to win the division? I got to tell you, what he said, I had never actually thought of. Hmm. That's next. That's next.